Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates for the week. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through Sunday, May 15th. Yes, we are. (laughs) We should mention that in addition to our regular episode last week, we also dropped our first interview, which was with our good friend, Jordan Cowan of On Ice Perspectives. Yeah, it was great to sit down and talk with Jordan and ask him some different questions. You know, he gets interviewed quite a bit, but we asked him some questions that I don't think he's had um, anyone ask him before. So if you did not get to hear that interview, make sure you check it out. Yes, we'll link it in the show notes with everything else. Before we kick off our episode, we wanted to mention that May is AAPI Heritage Month. AAPI stands for Asian American and Pacific Islander. AAPI Heritage Month recognizes the contributions and influence of Asian Americans and Pacific Islander Americans to the history, culture, and achievements of the United States. Now, U.S. Figure Skating has been doing some Instagram live videos with Coach Michelle Hong this month. Um, I believe there have been two so far, so you can definitely check those out on Instagram, and I believe there will probably be more as we continue through the month of May. Yes. May is also Mental Health Awareness Month. Mental health is essential for a person's overall health, and Mental Health Awareness Month increases awareness for those who are living with mental or behavioral health issues in order to help reduce the stigma that's been associated with it. We've seen this in our sport. There have been several athletes that have come out and been very candid talking about it, including Gracie Gold, Gabrielle Daleman. Those are just two of the few that have come out to talk about it. Well, I came across an article that was written by Parody or released by Parody. Parody is a company that focuses on the gap in gender pay in sports. Uh, one of their interns wrote a piece, and the intern happens to be former competitive skater Emmy Ma. So Emmy is talking about her skating career, the ups, the downs, and what led her to retire from skating nearly one year ago. Emmy is a junior at Boston University studying advertising with a minor in psychology, and she's an intern, as I said, from at Parity. And this is one of the quotes that came out of it. Mental health issues among figure skaters are rampant and nothing new, yet have been hardly talked about until recently. Young, impressionable athletes are failed by a lack of education that could protect them from, and perhaps change, the culture that tells them that their worth is defined by the number of medals to their name. Yeah, it's a really great article. We will include it in our show notes in case anyone missed it. I thought it was really well done. It was great to hear her tell her story in her own words, and... Another look at some of the mental health struggles that are happening today in our sport. And hopefully in the future, there'll be better ways to address this so that we don't just treat the body, we treat the mind as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the mind is a powerful thing. If your mind is not healthy and well, 
your body's not going to do anything either. So we have to remember to treat, yes, mental health as just as important as the body and um, physical health. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I wanted to share that article because I thought it continued to bring to light some of these issues that need to be addressed. And mental health, yeah, mental health. You have to be mentally tough to be able to go out there and right. skate on a very small <laughs> blade on a very slippery surface. Yeah, you do. <laughs> That's for sure. It's definitely something that is not only in our sport, but in many sports and in people on in their regular life deal with mental health struggles. So definitely during this pandemic, mental health has been... It's been difficult to yeah. deal with and... I think the more that they draw attention to it, the more people who speak up about it, the better, the the better, because it can only normalize it and allow it to be treated without that stigma. So also this past week, inclusive skating celebrated its 10th anniversary and did a couple of articles with the Mm. folks at inclusive skating. Uh, We posted them on iStance.com, I think a month or two ago. Inclusive Skating is an organization that helps skaters learn to skate with their families and their caregivers in this supportive environment. They like and aim to create opportunities for skaters with any form of disability or impairment. In the pursuit of equitable participation, they also acknowledge the critical importance of supporting the inclusion of diverse groups of skaters within the community. So yeah, so they recently released a new mission statement, and we'll include a link to that in the show notes. Uh, Moving on to our segment on event results. Obviously, we are still in the off season, so there's not a lot of events happening, but there was a big event happening this week in Colorado Springs. It was the Jump On It Camp. The camp focuses on jump and jump exercises, and single and pair athletes are invited to participate in the camp based on their competitive history. Now, there was a lot of excitement happening with the Jump On It camp this week because we got to see another quad axle attempt by Elia Mullinen, and it was posted on social media on May 12th. And let me tell you, it was all over social media. I think I saw it on Twitter. Then I saw it on Instagram. Everybody was sharing it, even fellow skaters. He did it at the camp and Tom Sakrajacek said he did two of them and they were both clean. I don't know what to say about this anymore. (laughs) You know, I think this is great. I'm guessing we're going to see this jump um, this season. And I just, again, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping he stays healthy. Um, but this is really impressive and I can't wait to see it in a competition this season. Cause I know we're going to probably see it. I wonder if he's going to compete later in June at the aerial challenge that takes place out yeah, with the Broadmoor right. open. I'm, I'm willing to bet he must. And you know, Elia has had injuries in the past. Maybe he's making up for the lost time and he's just, Maybe. you know, able to do these jumps. He's worked through it. He's, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Hopefully it does make an appearance. I yeah. would be thinking if he is training it 
so well that it will be mm-hmm. something that will make an appearance in a competition this season. Yeah, the fact that he did it more than once, it wasn't just that one video we saw. Yeah. Um, it makes me think he's been pretty consistent with it. Yeah. He's going to attempt to do it this season. Yeah, I think so. So in general skating news, we have quite a bit to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, Skate Ukraine which is not the national governing body for Ukrainian figure skating, but it is an organization that likes to help their skaters. They have launched a direct help project to help Ukrainian skaters. There are two tiers for requests. Tier one is for basic needs, shelter, food, medicine, etc. And tier two is skating related expenses such as skates, club fees, ice times, coaching, you know, in addition. There is a clearly outlined process for those who are requesting help and those who wish to donate to help a specific skater listed on the site. Every profile that's listed has been verified by the organization to make sure that it is indeed correct. And I did take a look at the website and I know one of the skaters that's listed is the Ukrainian junior pair champion who just finished sixth at Junior Worlds. So that, you know, it, it's a legitimate website and they're mm-hmm. trying, I appreciate that they're trying to do something to allow people to go in and donate to a specific skater, to help with a specific situation. Because in addition to monetary contributions, if you live in an area where they're training and you're able to offer accommodation or one, another item that's non-monetary, there's also the option to do that. So I think it's a great idea, and I'm glad that they're mm-hmm. moving forward with it. Yeah, I think a lot of people in the skating community have been wanting to know how they can help the skaters of Ukraine. So I think this is a great website to have so that it goes directly to those specific skaters and for what they need it for, whether it's you know just basic needs or whether it's just for you know training fees and club fees and all that sort of stuff. So this is great. I think this is a great thing to have. Definitely. Previously scheduled Cup of China is now listed as a to-be-determined location on the ISU calendar. Again, last year Cup of China was not held. Um, and so we are, I think it was... In Italy. Italy, right. Yeah. I had... Uh-huh. I think this is COVID-related, right? Is this why? I'm not 100% sure. But that means two of the Grand Prix that normally take place are going to be moved to alternate locations. Because yeah. we know that Rostelecom Cup, um, Russia has been banned from holding a Grand Prix event. So that event will be moved somewhere else. Now this one in addition. So there's going to be two locations. Will they be locations that have done it before? Could there be mm-hmm. new locations? Could could Tallinn be one of the hosts? Yep. I'd love to see them get the opportunity because they came through so much for the ISU. Right. But also Finland and Italy have done a great job when they have stepped in to do this. Finland, of course, stepped into host Cup of China a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, Italy did it last year. They'll have to make a decision at some point soon because... We'll be getting Grand Prix assignments coming out. Next month, yeah. One thing to note is Italy has the Grand Prix final this year. So 
probably will not get an additional Grand Prix. Right. Probably between Finland will get, you know, Rostam Cup or Cup of China, and I think then Talon will get the other one. Potentially, yeah. I guess we'll see. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> so the ISU announced that two international pair skating seminars will be held this summer in Obertsdorf. July 18th through the 23rd and July 25th through the 30th. They are for junior, advanced novice, and senior pair teams. The seminars will be led by Olympic champion Bruno Masso, five-time world champion Robin Zelkovi, European champion Vanessa James, and also European bronze medalist Andre Hotarek. Hmm. We talked last week about the ice dancers that had been to Obertstorf for their seminars. So it's great to see that the pairs are going to get their turn Mm -hmm. later in the summer. Yeah. And on Friday, the ISU released two new communications. Um, This was communication 2478, which was the Code of Ethics. And the purpose of the ISU Code of Ethics is to establish clear conduct and integrity standards for all persons involved in the activities of the ISU to prohibit conduct that might undermine public and eternal confidence in the integrity of the ISU and the sports under its jurisdiction, and to provide safeguards for protecting all participants in ISU events, exhibitions, and other ISU activities, in particular, but not limited to skaters from any form of harassment and abuse. So that was released on Friday. It was also released with the um, 2479, which was the new ISU Athlete Safeguard Policy. The aim of the Athlete Safeguarding Policy is to raise awareness of the existence of abuse and harassment in sport and to promote good practice of providing athletes of all ages with appropriate safety and protection while participating in ISU events and activities, and to raise awareness that abuse and harassment are prohibited by the ISU Code of Ethics, and they are reporting and handling procedures in place in the Code of Ethics for reported incidents of abuse and harassment to the ISU. For incidents reported to the ISU, the ISU will ensure appropriate action is taken upon determination that an individual violated the ISU Code of Ethics. And we will put the links to both of those communications in our show notes so that you can read more about it. We just took a little of um, what each of these two things are. Those are great. I think it's... Important to have a solid policy in place to prohibit harassment and abuse. Mm-hmm. But in addition to have it in, having it in place, you also have to enforce it mm-hmm. and pr- provide the repercussions if someone violates the rules. So I'm interested in reading to see what what are some of the repercussions if someone does violate the rules. Yeah, I need to read into it a little bit more, too. I just kind of briefly skim through it to kind of get what each were about. But yeah, I would like to see what those repercussions are and what sorts of steps will be taken if, you know, someone is to report um, incidents of abuse and harassment, what is going to happen. Yeah. But it was a busy week for Figure Skaters Online. We posted three new articles this week. 
um, with the cast of Stars on Ice, some of the cast members, and one we did with Alexa Kinnearm and Brandon Fraser. The other one we had was with Vincent Joe and Alyssa Liu. So we will post those links in our show notes if you did not get to see or read those articles. We're not done yet. We have another article with Mariah Bell coming this week. So again, we will, once that article goes up, I will make sure we include it next week in our show notes so that you can check it out as well. But I don't think we were the only ones posting some articles and content this <laughs> week. I think IceDance.com was busy too. We were just a little bit. I'm also trying to get things ready for the new season and doing some massive updates to the site, um, but Matteo interviewed Charlene Guignard and Marco Fabri when they were at the World Championships. So it's a great um, article. They talk about not only this season, but what they're planning to do next season and how long they may stay in. Um, hmm. It's really interesting. So that article is up, and IDC has an article coming up with Caitlin Hawaiik and Jean-Luc Baker that will be out early this week. So um, hopefully before we post the show notes for this. Yeah. Yeah. We had some good articles this week. I know I was reading about um, Charlene and Marco and, you know, with the Olympics coming up in, in 2026 in Italy, I was kind of wondering if they're planning to stick it out another four years and compete in their home Olympics. And so that was an interesting article. And um, I'm not going to tell you what they, you know, they said about that, but um, I'll let you people read it. And um, but it was a good article about them and what their future plans are. Yeah. More content is coming. We have some interviews in the pipeline, so there'll definitely be more. And we're also going to be working on something we've done every year, except the last couple it hasn't been as big, is a new team series where we interview mm -hmm. the new teams, domestic, like in the U.S. and international, to, to just help you all get to know them a little bit before the season starts. So that will yeah. be coming up in June. But now let's move on to our social media updates. So I want to say congratulations to Evgenia Lopareva, who skates with Jeffrey Bursell for France. She has received her French citizenship and they posted it on their team's Instagram earlier last week. Mm. So it's great. She'll be eligible to compete at the 2026 Olympics. Which will be here before you know it, because I swear oh, I it goes so fast. <laughs> sure does. It's like, yeah, okay, we just finished the 2022 Olympics. We got another four years, but it really does go by fast. I feel like it was just 2018, not too long ago, and here we just had another Olympics. So. I know. It's crazy. So Elisa Efimova and Ruben Blumert will officially be able to represent Germany internationally for the 2022-2023 season as Elisa has received her release from Russia. Katerina Wolfkosten and Jeffrey Chen announced on Instagram that they are now training at the new Michigan Ice Dance Academy in Canton, Michigan with Charlie and Tanith White and Greg Zerlin. Katerina and Jeffrey are the 2021 U.S. Junior National Champions and the 2020 Winter Youth Olympic Bronze Medalists. 
Katerina and Jeffrey previously trained in Novi with Igor Spielben and Pasquale Kemerlinko. Well, I'm not super surprised. Nope. Because <laughs> they have been a team that just continues, I think, to evolve. And this may be the next logical step for them. I'm interested in how the Michigan Ice Dance Academy continues to evolve. Because they have yeah. a few teams now and I feel like things are are building for them. And I'm hoping in the future we'll be able to get one of the coaches on to talk to us about the school and the direction that it's taking in training because it's becoming a popular place. Yeah, I'm wanting to see what these teams are working on. Um, everything has kind of been closed doors. You're not seeing too much on social media other than them announce, you know, teams announcing that they're going there to train. You're not seeing a lot of behind the scenes stuff. It's, everything is kind of closed doors. So I'm excited to see once these teams compete, what what's going on out there in uh, Canton, Michigan. Yeah, definitely. So Lewis Gibson is a finalist for Proud Scotland Awards in the category of sports, which is to recognize an individual group or group slash team that has taken action to, to directly impact and support the LGBTQI community in the field of sport. The Proud Scotland Awards are designed to celebrate the LGBTQI community by recognizing the outstanding work and commitment of individuals and organizations within and supportive of the community in Scotland. So good luck to Lewis in that. Is this a voting one or no? This is not one that we can vote on. It's not one of the open vote categories. I did check because we would send our listeners to vote for Lewis. However, it is not, um, it's not open for voting. Okay, well, we'll keep our fingers crossed for Lewis that he he wins this. Yeah. Wheaton Ice Academy had a special guest this past week. Sylvia Novak-Turbaka was on hand at the ION International Training Center to work with some of the WISA teams. I saw lots of pictures of her with different teams that train there, so it looks like it was a a successful week Mm. for everyone. And Johnny Weir hosted Peacock's coverage of the 2022 Eurovision Song Contest. And if you follow Johnny on Twitter, you saw his reaction when finding out he was going to host the coverage. Yeah, I think he posted a video of him finding out and it was quite (laughs) in typical Johnny fashion. (laughs) He was running. He was quite excited. Yeah, he was running around the house. It was really cute. And uh, for anyone who follows Eurovision Song Contest, it was won by the country of Ukraine. Ukraine, yeah, so, I did see that. Yeah, so that was that was great. So in new partnership news, Amelia Zingas and Vadim Kolejnik announced their partnership as a new ice dance team. They posted this on Instagram mm. over the weekend. Amelia skated for Cyprus and finished ninth at Nebelhorn Trophy. Vadim was the 2020 World Junior Champion and U.S. Junior Champion with Avonlea Win. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to see Vadim has a partner. This is an interesting partnership because I thought Amelia did very well um, this year as a single skater. You know, I got to see her at Cranberry Cup and I was quite impressed with her. Um, So, yeah, I'm interested to see this partnership and hope we get to see it. In other new partnership news, Grace Hans and Danny Newdecker have announced their partnership 
for pairs on Instagram. Grace last competed at the 2021 U.S. Championship with then-partner Jim Garbutt. They finished eighth. Danny Newdecker partnered with Alexander Farkutnov in 2020. They were performing together in the Ice Dream show. Danny's previous partner was Nika Digenis. They were the 2017 U.S. Junior Champions and competed at the World Junior Championships. Yeah, another interesting partnership here, um, but hoping we get to see them this season. Last week when we mentioned some college news, I forgot to mention Jessica Callalang. She announced on Instagram that she will be attending the University of California, Irvine, this fall. She will be entering as a junior and will be studying psychological science. So um, best of luck to Jessica as she pursues her education there. And last week, Scott Hamilton competed the second annual Erase the Trace ride. The 444-mile bike ride raised funds and awareness for cancer research. Scott's 14- and 18-year-old sons joined him for the final miles in Nashville. But um, Scott's always doing something for cancer research, and this was a great, um, great thing that he did here, you know, riding 444 miles on a bike. Props to him. Um, for that and all the work that Scott does for cancer research, um, is, it's just incredible. So, um, you know, job well done to Scott there. He works really hard to keep cancer research at the forefront of people's Mm -hmm. minds. Mm -hmm. He's someone who's been through the disease himself. Mm -hmm. And usually it takes someone of a high level celebrity. I appreciate that he's doing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. So last week we were teasing that we were going to preview some of the upcoming competitions that are going on this summer. We realized that our June list was so big that (laughs) we cannot cover June and July in the same episode. There's just a (laughs) lot going on. We will do our best, though, as we go through the summer to give you the event results or just to skim over things as we start to get into the summer competitive season. But yeah, and if you're with a, you know, if you're with a club that is having a summer competition and we did not mention you today or if we don't mention you um, next week either and you would like us to mention or you would like us to share results to make sure you um, get a hold of us and we will make sure we promote that at the end of our show on how you can send us information about your competition and your event results. Yes. So we get started on June 4th and 5th with the Edward G. Pick and Dance Classic in Ruston, Virginia. Uh, There are events there for solo and partnered dance. Pairs Camp takes place starting June 8th in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and that's for all Pairs teams. June 9th through the 12th is Skate Dallas in Allen, Texas. I've been to this rink. It's great. They have events for singles, Pairs, Showcase, Excel, and Compete USA. June 15th to the 18th, Atlanta Open will be held in Alpharetta, Georgia, and that competition will be for singles, dance, pairs, showcase, and solo dance. June 21st through the 25th is the National Theater on Ice competition in Wichita, Kansas. 
June 22nd to the 25th is Chesapeake Open in Laurel, Maryland. Dance camp will also take place at the same location on June 24th. June 23rd through the 27th, the Lake Placid Figure Skating Championships for singles and pairs takes place in the beautiful Redone Arena in Lake Placid (laughs) that Gina and I are going to get to visit in July. Yes. And then wrapping up our June competitions, but this one kind of goes into July just a little bit. June 25th to July 1st, the Broadmoor Open takes place. And with the Broadmoor Open, the fifth annual Peggy Fleming Trophy, which has been held virtually the last two seasons, will take place in person on June 29th. And that's the artistic competition where skaters are judged on their artistry. And then the other separate competition, the Aerial Challenge, which is the jump competition, will take place on June 30th. Um, So that's our events for the month of June. Um, Again, if there's anything we're missing or anything you would like us to promote, please let us know and we will tell you how you can contact us at the end of the show. Yes. Events like this, these listings, will be on our website, which we are working on this week and should have it launched in time for our next episode, our next weekly episode, which will come out on the 24th. So moving on to our next segment, um, the upcoming events for the week. Daphne, did you know it's Gala Week? Yes, I did know it was Gala Week. I have seen U.S. Figure Skating has been promoting this on Twitter especially. But I'm sure mm-hmm. on all the social media platforms. Yeah. So, yes, U.S. Figure Skating is posting the galas from the 2021-2022 season on its FanZone website. And it's a different gala each day through May 22nd. The only gala that they're not including is the Olympics. But everything else will be there. And we will include the link in our show notes so you can watch the galas from this season. Skate Ontario will be holding an interactive town hall session on their Facebook page. It's going to be a Facebook Live. It takes place on May 18th at 7 p.m. They're going to talk about the changes to the categories in Synchro for the upcoming season. On hand to present and answer questions will be Skate Ontario's Director of Sport Development, Scott Ratchuk, and Dr. Shay Zakuski, Senior Director of Performance Excellence for Skate Canada. We mentioned this last week on our show, but Skate for Ukraine is taking place May 21st at the Las Vegas Ice Center, and the show benefits UNICEF, and we will include a link to the show information in our show notes. Skate Canada's Ice Summit will take place from May 25th through 28th in Quebec City. They have changed venues to Expo Site Centre d'Ivoire. Skating leaders from across Canada are going to head to Quebec City for the first in-person summit in several years. The last two have been virtual. Skating club executives, administrators, coaches, officials, and volunteers are invited to reconnect and re-engage with colleagues to learn and share common experiences that have helped them all get through the recent pandemic, as well as participate in workshops hosted by world-class experts and professionals. I'm sure that the folks in Canada, the coaches and officials, are going to be so happy to be able to get back Mm -hmm. together in person. I know what it's been like for us being able to get together for competitions again. 
Yes. As we mentioned last week also, Fantasy on Ice Tour kicks off in Makuhari, Japan, May 27th. It's going to continue to three additional locations, Nagoya, Kobe, and Shizuoka. We mentioned that Olympic champions, Yuzero Hanyu, Shizuka Arakawa, and Gabriela Papadakis and Guillaume Cizero headline the All-Star cast, which also includes Javier Fernandez, Jason Brown, and the recently crowned world champion, Kaori Sakamoto. Yeah. You know, I really want to see this show. <laughs> this is such a great cast. So if anybody goes and sees the show, let us know and um, send us, you know, what you thought about it. We really like to hear about it. Yeah. I would too. I want to see it because it's the roster page. We couldn't list off every no. skater that's <laughs> going to be on it. It's fantastic. And, it's a wonderful yeah. cast. So I wanted to mention this one, but 2016 world silver medalist Ashley Wagner, who started Skate and Sculpt classes. Now, Skate and Sculpt is a group fitness power skating class. Um, she's hitting the road with her class this summer. And I believe she is going to Milwaukee and Chicago next week. And then she'll be in Detroit, Denver, San Francisco, San Diego, Orange County, and L.A. next month. So if you haven't heard about Skate and Sculpt, you should definitely check it out. Um, Ashley's all over um, social media with about her classes. If you're a retired skater and interested in taking the exercise class, um, we will post the link in our uh, in our show notes where you can buy tickets. Now, I have a little story about Skate and Sculpt. Figure Skaters Online writer uh, Mara Sullivan Hill was supposed to take the class when Ashley was supposed to do the class in Nashville during the week of the U.S. Championships in January. And if you were at the U.S. Championships in January, you know we had that freak snowstorm. And unfortunately, the rink where the Skate and Sculpt class was going to take place was closed. So Ashley was not able to do her classes, which also meant Mara couldn't take the class. So Mara was supposed to interview Ashley about the class too. So hopefully one of these days Mara will get to take the class again. I know Ashley promised she would make it back down to Nashville at one point to hold the class again. But um, yeah, I'm really excited that Ashley has done something with her retirement that stays involved with skating in a different way. I think this is really cool. I, I skate, but I'm not sure if I could keep up with a skate and sculpt class, but I I think it's really cool and really neat. And I'm, you know, I'm glad she's taking it elsewhere this summer so that other people can get to enjoy it as well. Definitely. And that wraps up our upcoming events for this week. As you could tell, we added some events that are coming up in the next few weeks. So you can kind of be preparing or planning if you're close enough to be able to attend. We do like feedback. We love feedback and would like to know what we can do better and what you're enjoying. Gina, can you let everyone know where they can find us? Sure. You can find us on our website, thisweekinskating.com. And as Daphne said, we will be getting stuff up there really soon, including, you know, all of those events that we just listed, um, summer comps. Um, We will have those up on our website here, hopefully soon. Um, again, we're on all the socials, including Twitter, this week in skating, and I'll say it at this WKIN skating, and then Facebook and Instagram, it's this week in skating. 
And as Daphne said, we love your feedback or questions. You can reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We really appreciate all the support we've received via email and social media. We did hear from a few of you that you'd like a deeper dive on the scale of values for ice dance. So we're going to work on that. Okay. Um, We'll bring that to you in a future episode. Uh, Later this week, we have a little bit of a surprise. Mm. We're going to be posting our interview with the lovely Susanna Rockamo. She's a former competitive ice dancer. She is the former president of the Finnish Figure Skating Association. She's the current chair of the ISU Development Commission, and she's a candidate running for the ISU presidency. Gina and I both appreciate so much that Mm -hmm. Susanna took the time to meet with us and answer some of our questions about her manifesto and vision to help the ISU evolve and grow. We hope you enjoy um, listening to her as much as we enjoyed talking with her. And so stay tuned for that episode um, later this week. With that, we have reached the end of our episode. Thanks for joining us on this journey. And thank you for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week.